0: Hey, everybody. What you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening.
1: High blood pressure. Chris, you sound like you're far away now.
0: I'm on the other side of the room. I'm trying to accomplish something in the 20 minutes it takes Mark to get ready every time.
1: Didn't your grandmother ever tell you if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything?
0: I would like to point out that no one ever has to wait for me to get my tech shit ready with extremely rare exceptions.
1: We're not worthy of you, are we? Hey
0: everyone, it's Dr. Chris Kelly
1: and i'm dr mark eisenberg
0: and this is am i dying a conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next all right hey welcome to the podcast today we are talking about the silent killer silent but deadly and it is not mark's gas it is (laughs) high blood pressure um it's a topic that I wouldn't exactly describe it as sexy, per se. You're not going to see a lot of billboards about your blood pressure. Uh, probably not going to be covering it on the Dr. Oz show or, or the doctors anytime soon. But high blood pressure No, is no, something... I think they do.
1: they do cover it on those shows. Of course they cover it.
0: No, are you kidding me? They cover the latest and greatest thing that's going to save your life. Uh, You just have to take, you know, one pill once a day extracted from the anal glands of moles in Africa.
1: Are you you allowed to say those words on (laughs) air?
0: Anyway. (laughs) For real, high blood pressure, major problem.
1: High blood pressure is also known as uh, hypertension. And as Chris said, it's the silent killer because people don't know that it can eat away at parts of your body over many years and decades. And it's really important that you, if you have high blood pressure, that you treat it.
0: So, one of the reasons that we're talking about this today is because the way that high blood pressure is defined right now, half of Americans have it. So, you know it's 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 funny. Can you even call something a disease if half of people have it?
1: Well, I don't know if disease is a word, a medical condition or an illness, no? Disease implies like leprosy, like something's going to fall off, no?
0: I don't think so. I think it's anything that's, that's not the way it should be, and this is where your blood pressure is not the way it should be. Half of people, and... Oh,
1: oh, 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 wait, 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 you have to say something. Half of people over a certain age have high blood pressure, so maybe it is a disease because maybe we weren't meant to live that long,
0: Right. I don't know. How long should we live?
1: Well, I'm just saying that, you know, I mean, people don't really, you know, they can't really reproduce after the age of like 40s, right? So maybe we were only genetically, like evolutionarily put on this earth to like be alive to have your kids, and that's it. 40 could be the new 90, right?
0: So the overall prevalence of hypertension, uh defined as a blood pressure of greater than 130 over 80, is 46%. So 46% of adults walking and talking today uh have this. And Part of the reason uh, that that's so high is because as you get older, it becomes more common. Above the age of 75, 85% of people have high blood pressure. So basically almost everybody. Essentially, this is a a really common problem, something that is going to affect most of the people listening to this uh, podcast at some point or another, uh, because as you get older, it just becomes more and more common. And High blood pressure increases your risk of heart attack, it increases your risk of stroke, and you won't know that you have it unless somebody is checking your blood pressure.
1: Yeah. Other things it causes, uh, it increases your risk of going uh, kidney failure and ending up on dialysis. It's interesting is sometimes people need sort of more concrete, like things that they have to worry about to motivate them to actually start taking care of it. Right. Yeah. Because people are like, well, if I want to drop dead of a heart attack or a stroke at age 80, that's my, my choice. But that's not the question. I the think the, the problem with the high blood pressure is you could end up on dialysis for the last five years of your life.
0: So let's talk about blood pressure. So what is blood pressure first of all blood pressure is the pressure inside your blood vessels as the heart pumps blood so yeah but there's two we, components right We tell people about that y- yeah yes i'm getting there so if you think of it this way if you just like cut your arm off straight clean off and held it up in the air the higher your blood pressure is the higher the blood would shoot into the air
1: and i think you should try it pressure
0: tell. stored in your blood vessels and at times, I, I have the temptation to cut off one of Mark's limbs uh, and see what his blood pressure is, but we won't try that experiment. In fact, the earliest
1: experiments if in blood pressure— If you end up in prison for 30 years for that, it would be worth it.
0: It might be. Um, the first experiments in blood pressure happened, they, they actually stuck glass tubes in the arteries of horses and saw how high the blood would go in the glass tube, and that was how they— determined that there was such a thing as blood pressure. Pretty cool, right? There's actually pictures of people doing this experiment where they had these like 10-foot glass tubes jabbed into the
1: carotid arteries. Oh, oh come on come, on, come on, come on, come on. Just an to see how this. high the blood would just, get. Just because you get your thrills off knowing animals are being hurt. And, you know, <laughs> we should tell not, people there's there's two parts of blood pressure. The top number, which is called the systolic, and the bottom number, which is called the diastolic. Right. Right. So when you when you get your blood pressure reading, it's gonna be like one forty over seventy or hopefully one twenty hopefully, hopefully one twenty over sixty. But the top number, I guess if we want to simplify it, it's to pressure your arteries see when your heart contracts, right? And the bottom number is the pressure your body or your arteries see when your heart relaxes. Is that fair to say?
0: That's exactly how I'd put it. Yeah. And so wh- what would you consider a normal number, Mark?
1: Well, you hope most people are like the top numbers below 130 and the bottom numbers in the 60s or 70s.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the criteria for high blood pressure have been changing over time. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, a an abnormal high blood pressure, hypertension, is defined as a blood pressure of greater than 130 on the top or 80 on the bottom. That's stage one. And if you're greater than 140 on the top or 90 on the bottom, that's stage two. Of note... A top number between 120 and 130 is considered elevated, pre-hypertension.
1: They they, they basically came up with that that term, like, what, 15 years ago. And it's basically to scare people. It's like pre-diabetic. That if you put on weight or you, like, stop exercising, you will be diabetic or you will be hypertensive.
0: Well, I don't think it's just to scare people. There's some risk associated with that.
1: No, no, that's true. But also, we also have to tell people it's much more important. They also divide it whether you have diabetes or not, right, in terms of getting your numbers under control.
0: Well, that's when it comes to treatment, and we'll talk about that, but we're talking about the definition of high blood pressure, and that's what it is. So, you know, I think an important concept to communicate is that it's not like, you know, there's a stepwise function between your blood pressure and your risk it's not like you know at 129 you're totally fine and when you go to 130 all of a sudden your risk goes up there's a there's a continuous relationship between your blood pressure and your risk and the higher it is you know the higher your risk so that's why that 120 to 130 range is there because there is increased risk there it's not as great as the risk of being above 130 or even 140 but there's risk there and so once your blood pressure is consistently in that range you got to start thinking about ways that you can try to get your blood pressure down yes so, so maybe we should talk about why blood pressure goes up what what are the common causes mark of high blood pressure
1: well having a co-author that basically snaps at you all day long can definitely get your blood pressure up
0: i agree with that
1: um so you know anything that obviously could aggravate you and get your cortisol and your adrenaline level up will raise your blood pressure right but remember we want sometimes our blood pressure to go up like when you're exercising the blood pressure is supposed to go up to like you know, perfuse all your organs,
0: right? Yeah, your blood pressure is gonna go up and down over the course of the day. You know, as you point out, when you're stressed, when you're exercising, anything that makes your heart rate go up and your heart pump more forcefully, that's going to send your blood pressure up, and and those are normal. Um, And
1: in a good percentage of people, if you eat too much salt, your blood pressure could go up because your volume goes up.
0: Yeah, so now we're talking about things that will make your blood pressure go up more chronically. So like outside of those acute episodes where your blood pressure rises in response to some stimulation, emotional or physical, your blood pressure can be high all the time, resting for a variety of reasons. So, the amount of salt that you eat is an important thing there. So, especially among people who have high blood pressure, um, you know, the pressure can be very sensitive to your salt intake. And that's because the more salt you eat, the more fluid your body will retain. And you can yeah. think of it sort of as your arteries being fuller of fluid and the pressure going higher
1: and it also causes release of certain hormones and chemicals and stuff in your kidneys which then cause different parts of your body to constrict so yeah salt can have a very deleterious effect uh,
0: other things that do not help you are obesity uh, so the heavier you are the higher your blood pressure is likely to be uh, probably for reasons related to different hormones um being released um and then you know chronic poor sleep stress, um, you know, anything that's getting your adrenaline level sort of chronically elevated uh, yeah. will raise your blood pressure.
1: Yeah, they um, basically say with, and also abdominal obesity is much worse, right? So people have their fat, you know, more in your stomach because they, they think maybe your cortisol levels then are higher in your body.
0: Yeah, so so high salt intake, obesity uh, will raise your blood pressure, stress and poor sleep. So those are some of the factors. Age will definitely raise your blood pressure. It's sort of normal for your blood pressure to go up over time because as we age, calcium deposits in the walls of our blood vessels and that makes them stiffer. Yep. And so when your heart beats, the arteries you know, are not like a sort of balloon that can kind of expand and contract easily. Uh, they become more like pipes, and so the pressure will go up more. And so it's normal to see your blood pressure go up. That's why hypertension becomes more common the older you get, but you want to make sure it doesn't get too high. And then a lack of exercise. So exercise kind of conditions your heart and your blood vessels in a way that lowers your blood pressure. So if you have a very sedentary lifestyle and you don't regularly get any aerobic exercise, that's going to get your blood pressure up too. And then finally, genetics. There's certain things we can't control too, just the genes that our parents gave us. Can affect how our body handles salt you know how our blood vessels react to certain simulations so some people just have genetically high uh, blood pressure uh, genetically high levels of certain hormones that affect the blood pressure
1: and, and besides the salt intake other things sometimes people have too much caffeine or they take medications for certain other problems like attention deficit disorder and some of these other medications can actually cause your blood pressure to go up
0: yeah stimulants You know, the amphetamines people take for ADHD can raise your blood pressure. You know,
1: interesting. Let's talk about alcohol for a
0: second. Alcohol too.
1: So it turns out that having a little alcohol in all comers, a little alcohol, like one drink per day max, uh, people do better than people who don't drink at all. But then once you go up above like 10 to 14 drinks a week, you do much worse than the other two groups.
0: What about 10 to 14 drinks per day? (laughs) Not good.
1: Yeah, no, but anyway, the thing is, if you have alcohol a lot, all of a sudden, if you drink too much of it, not only acutely does it raise your blood pressure, but can it chronically change uh, your blood
0: pressure? So, uh, and then there's kidney disease. Also, you know, yeah. people with kidney disease will have higher blood pressure because their kidneys aren't as well equipped to get rid of the extra salt and water from their body, and they release hormones in a way that's not helpful and can raise your blood pressure.
1: So, but you're also talking about a very interesting cycle people get into majority of people have kidney disease later in life it's because their blood pressure hasn't been treated properly so yeah they their kidneys start to like fail yeah it's a vicious cycle F- kidneys start to fail and then they changes the the course of the Hormones and basically your blood pressure starts to get worse and worse, and your kidneys then get worse, and the blood pressure keeps going around.
0: So we've talked about uh, how common high blood pressure is. The answer: extremely. We've talked about what the definition of high blood pressure is and the different ranges that that one can fall in, and we've also talked about the many different causes and contributors to high blood pressure. You know, all of us have at least one of the things on that list. Certainly, Lord knows I have couple um let's take a quick break mark and then uh, we'll come back we'll talk about you know who needs to be treated how, how we treat people what the goals are how often you should be screened and all that so stick with us we'll be right back All right. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are talking about high blood pressure. It is really one of the most common, if not the most common medical problems, uh, at least serious medical problems facing American adults today. Uh, Nearly half of adults have high blood pressure. The older you get, the more common it becomes. And it, as we said, can increase your risk of heart attack, stroke, kidney disease, a lot of other problems. So it's definitely something you need to pay attention to. Uh, It's defined as a blood pressure of greater than 130 over 80. Although a blood pressure of 120 to 130 is a sort of early high blood pressure, needs to be taken care of. And we went over some of the common contributors or causes of high blood pressure, which include uh, high salt intake, sodium intake, obesity, uh, alcohol, caffeine, stimulants like you know amphetamines that people use for attention deficit disorder, among among other things, uh, kidney disease, uh, age uh, that can contribute to high blood pressure. So. Mark, talk to me about who needs to be treated. What are your criteria for putting people, you know, either on lifestyle changes or medications or both?
1: Well, I think in the last 20 years, I've decided that that group between 120 and 130, the prehypertensives are at increased risk also. So it's clear that everyone should get their blood pressure checked routinely. Uh, it's funny how everyone has all these watches and these like thick bits that talk about heart rate, but it's actually blood Who yeah, gives a damn about the heart rate. It's the blood pressure that's more important uh, in terms of, problems later down the, the road. So even if somebody's young and their blood pressure is close to 130, the top number and the bottom number close to 80, you always want to put people on lifestyle changes. Clearly, you know, um, as you said, proper sleep patterns is uh, very, very important. You know, for some people, they're very salt responsive to so trying to have a low salt diet and not like have salty soups every day can make a difference and encouraging exercise in people makes a difference. But then when it gets to the point of, you know, when do we have to treat, you know, clearly if someone after a few, few separate times, I mean, you know, in the old days you're supposed to check someone's blood pressure three times when they're all relaxed before you actually start them on a blood pressure medication. You know, the last thing you want to do is like the moment someone rushes into your office and they get the first reading of like 150 over 90, just put them on a medication, set them off. You want to let them relax a little and then check it possibly on another time. Because if their blood pressure is not high when they're relaxed at home, we might actually be causing more damage by then overly treating them, right?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, when I see somebody's blood pressure, in the office, uh, whether it's normal or abnormal, I always look at what all their prior blood pressures have been with me and with anyone else. And I'll ask them, you know, do you check your blood pressure at home? I, you know, I make sure they do it reasonably accurately. And what are those numbers and try to get a lot of collateral information. Cause as we said, your blood pressure varies over the course of the day. And True. if you're really nervous or stressed, it will go up and that's normal and that doesn't require treatment. So, you know, you have to be careful about making the diagnosis of high blood pressure and not over-diagnosing it
1: exactly and you know a lot of these urgent care centers are er's like someone comes to the emergency room not feeling well and they all of a sudden told their blood pressure is 160 over 90 but the truth is their blood pressure that day is 160 over 90 because they don't feel well and they're worried that they're going to end up with like their appendix out
0: yeah exactly
1: you know, like the ER or the urgent care center puts them on like a medication and says off and then three weeks later the person's blacking out or feeling really tired and there was no they, they shouldn't have been put on that medication
0: I mean, I think my blood pressure goes to 160 over 90 when I walk through the ER, and I spend a good amount of my time there. So totally, totally
1: understandable.
0: <laughs> um, on the topic of checking blood pressure, obviously, got to do it correctly. And you pointed out that you should do it, you know, after resting for a few minutes, ideally seated, uh, your back supported, your feet supported, not in pain. While
1: well, you're getting a massage, right? <laughs>
0: haven't recently had any caffeine, haven't recently exercised. Uh, That's when you check your blood pressure. And, uh, you know, if I have somebody whose blood pressure is kind of borderline, uh, I often do home monitoring with them. Um, I'll have them get a cuff themselves and have them check themselves at home and try to get some additional info to see where they really are.
1: Uh, Totally. And if it's elevated at home, you always have a patient come into the office with their machine so you can compare the two. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for all of you out there with blood pressure machines that are battery operated, if you're getting really high readings, why don't you take the batteries out for like a minute and put them back in? Because sometimes that recalibrates the machine. Mm,
0: that's you know interesting. Uh, no, I didn't know that. That's very interesting.
1: Yeah, I tell every patient, take out the batteries and put them back in. It like recalibrates it.
0: I don't know about you, Mark, but I, I really strongly tell people to, to get upper arm cuffs and to avoid the wrist coughs, which I just are not as accurate.
1: Especially as people get older, you know, the vessels towards the wrist can be more calcified and give you falsely elevated readings. Exactly. So,
0: you know, if, if we get a lot of information and it looks like your blood pressure is high on multiple occasions across multiple settings, uh, you know, then we talk about treatment. So You know, the the guidelines would tell us that right now, if your blood pressure is consistently over 140, over 90, it needs to be lowered. Uh Um, Certainly, you know, can engage in lifestyle changes, including more exercise, less salt intake, losing weight, and and sometimes that can get you there. And if not, you know, then we use medications. And there's a whole slew of them that we can use, and we're not going to get into the details, but a lot of safe, well-tolerated blood pressure medications um, that can be started to help get you to your goal.
1: Just to add, uh, the 140 over 90, if you're diabetic, it's actually 130 over 80, right?
0: Exactly. So the the caveat there is, right, if if you have high risk for heart disease, again, remembering that blood pressure is a risk spectrum, um, then we want to get the risk down earlier um, so that you don't get excess risk from high blood pressure added to the whatever risk you have from your other issues. So if you have diabetes or really high cholesterol in some cases um, or some combination of those with a high age, we'll get a little more aggressive about blood pressure lowering and, and institute therapy once you're over 130, over 80.
1: Exactly. And just to, just to add, the therapy your doctor will start might also depend on your other risk factors. So people with diabetes respond very well to a certain medication like an ACE inhibitor or an angiotensin-converting enzyme um, medication because they also protect the diabetes damage from other things. So depending on your other medical problems, your doctor will start you on a specific medication possibly. Once
0: you're on treatment, uh, you've got to monitor yourself, make sure that the treatment is working, getting you to the goal. You should be less than 130 over 80 on average, on treatment. So I I see a lot of people come in and they're 135 over 85 and they're like, yeah, I'm less than 140 over 90, all is good, but it's not quite good enough. Gotta get you a little bit better. And uh, you should be getting your blood pressure checked fairly regularly, you should be monitoring it yourself. Um, to make sure that you're you know, not falling off the wagon. I actually have a program uh, in my office where we do remote monitoring of patients. So we have blood pressure monitors that have cellular chips in them, and they transmit all the pressures to us. That's and cool. uh, we can actually see what everyone's blood pressure is and, and periodically audit them and, and treat them. But bottom line is, however you do it, uh, you've got to have somebody checking your blood pressure a couple times a year to make sure that you're on track. Uh, and that you're not rising because the natural history is even on treatment your blood pressure is going to trend back upward over time and you may need additional therapy
1: there is this term called white coat hypertension which everyone says oh i have white coat hypertension it means when you go to a doctor's office you see the white coat and your blood pressure rises well for these people who keep swearing that their blood pressure is probably fine when they're home and it's just high in the doctor's office there's actually a thing we have called a 24-hour blood pressure monitor i don't know chris do you use that a lot
0: I like those but I find them hard to get yeah. <laughs> for the yeah. patients.
1: Well, people we have a few in the office. People love them. You come in one day, they put a blood pressure cuff on you with this little machine and you wear it for 24 hours. You go home, then you come back the next day we take it off and tell you your readings. The interesting part about that is it tells you what your blood pressure is every like fifteen minutes, and it tells you what your blood pressure is when you're sleeping. So it's useful for people that like you know maybe in the morning their blood pressure is really high, and then all afternoon and at night, and when they're sleeping it's actually low, because then you know there could be an anxiety component, and treating the blood pressure is not the the, the treatment option here. It's treating the anxiety.
0: Yeah, for sure. So a lot of information there, uh, but this is a really important topic. So much uh, morbidity, you know, pain suffering. In this country, would be avoided if people paid more attention to their blood pressure and yeah. took it more seriously and got it better controlled. Yeah. Uh, you know, our bodies are not adapted to the way we live now, right? So we eat way, way more sodium than we are evolutionarily created to do, and we are much less active. So high blood pressure is a consequence of our bodies, you know, being forged by evolution for a completely different lifestyle than the one we live now you know, doing things that they were never meant to do. So it's a common problem. You know, it's no one's fault. It just is what it is. And it's something that everyone has got to pay attention to because if your blood pressure is riding high for decades and you ignore it, that is going to catch up with you and cause you a lot of problems that could have been avoided with very, very simple interventions. So please make sure you're getting your blood pressure checked. And if it's high, do not blow it off. Get it lowered. Your future self will thank your current self one day.
1: Yeah, it's called The Silent Killer. Remember that.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Please get your blood pressure checked, take it seriously, and we will be back with you next time. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Off Script Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Darren Tan is our production intern. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit Offscript.